Okay, it's time for Letter to Hong Kong with Joseph Lee, the legislator representing the Health Services Functional Constituency. The following program is a personal view program. My Austin theory. A week after you were born, Hong Kong has been experiencing a crisis. In the past few weeks, most of the people in Hong Kong, like me, are deeply moved by the controversy arising out of the extradition bill. The voices from all of us are crystal clear, calling for a bill that has not yet been put into law be revoked, and demanding that the status quo be maintained. On the 9th of June, it took around nine hours for us to march from the Victoria Park to Admiralty. Despite the sweltering heat and a rather tardy movement, all of us and thousands of protesters remained patient, chopping along the street in order and in peace. People of all ages and from all walks of life, including families, senior citizens, students and youngsters, flooded the main streets of all the Hong Kong islands. Though they do not know each other, and mostly without any dialogue, I, as one of them, can deeply feel that everyone here in the mass is sharing a common will and gearing towards the same direction. I believe this is an unprecedented connection. Indeed, I have witnessed and deeply experienced the solidarity among Hong Kong people. Disappointingly, the government ignores the opinion of more than a million of protesters and decided to resume the second reading debate of the bill as a schedule. Overwhelmed by frustration, despair, annoyance and uncertainty, most of us were upset and furious. Hong Kong people could no longer stand with such an arrogant government. Distressed by the disheartened response of the government, many people decided to stage another protest on the 12th of June and siege the logical complex. Hopefully, in such a way, could spark the government with a sensible second thought to have the bill revoked. Though the protests start off in a peaceful manner, unexpectedly, with an escalated emotion of both protesters and police, it storm up into a battle that crashes around the electrical complex in Admiralty. Without warning, the police fire rubber bullets, tear gas and pepper sprays to those protesters who were mostly gathered in a peaceful manner, and worse still, the journalists who were just being loyal to their duties. Those staying in the logical complex, taking care of the injured and providing necessary backups. I did witness such unnecessary bloodshed, which results from an unbalanced use of force and abuse of authority. I really felt heartbroken and helplessless. Those scenes still lingering in my mind, and I could not help asking myself, do we still have hope here in Hong Kong? Does rule of law still valid here in our society? To most of Hong Kong people, I believe, the abuse of violence in these crackdowns is clearly beyond the limits and is absolutely unacceptable. A couple of days after 12th of June, I come across messages from various sources saying that the police has been arresting anti-extradition bill protesters while they were attending hospital for treatment through illegal access to the hospital's clinical data systems or even tapping patients' information from frontline staff. It was noted that at least five protesters were then being detained while seeking medical help. 
Besides, the sources also reveals that some of the injured protesters were reluctant to seek medical advice because having fear of being arrested, which in turn could end up with delaying treatment of their medical conditions. At the same time, some frontline staff also reported that they had received instructions and requests from the hospital management asking them to categorize and report those patients who were suspected to participate in the recent demonstration in Admiralty. I was extremely disturbed by these happenings, not only because they involved the breach of patients' privacy, but also greatly affect public's perceptions toward the integrity and professional practice of our frontline staffs. Hence, letters were being drafted to seek clarification from the hospital authority and the police force and reiterates that patient confidentiality should never be compromised. Besides, these two public bodies were also reminded to stop any unnecessary measures that would end up spreading white terrors among frontline health professionals. In addition, the senior management was also requested to review the current procedures and practices, which could help sustaining an optimal environment that meets the operational needs of frontline staffs. Furthermore, Attempts have been made to escalate these issues to the chief executive during a meeting with her on 15th of June. Agitated by her size of arrogance and conceit in her press conference, around 2 million people, including myself, most of us were in back, topped ourselves onto the street again on 16th of June. It was noted that the number of protesters not only increased substantially compared with the previous Sunday, it was a record high in the past 30 years as well. All the people participating in this protest strongly reiterate the following five demands. First, complete withdrawal of the extradition bill. Second, investigate responsibility to shoot. Third, reject the categorization of protests as riot. Fourth, release arrested protesters. Lastly, step down Carrie Lam. In view of the massive protests, Though the chief executive later in that evening released a written apology and agreed to suspend the bill, she shows no intention to revoke the bill. Ironically, the commissioner of police at the same time also put forward a clarification, saying that the so-called riot was only pointing to a small group of people, namely five, who had displayed violent acts. Indeed, such expedient tactics only reveals that the government want to dilute the temper of the protesters. She shows no plans to admit her wrongdoings. Not only dissatisfying with the government's reply, which considered to be not really addressing public's demand, the protesters also worry that the bill could be put back for legislation again soon. Looking back how things unfold over the past few weeks, the way the government handled this issue was indeed very disappointing. It demonstrated a complete failure in connecting with the public. Though the chief executive and some government officials expressed apologies, and many senior officials explained that suspension was almost equivalent to withdrawal, no solid answers has been made to address the public's major concerns. In one way or the other, what the government has done was actually reinforcing the notion of refusing to listen to people, which further intensified the crisis. Two weeks before the 1st of July, in response to this outstanding government, two young people committed suicide. People's emotion was further disturbed. 
to advance their discontent, the police headquarters was being sieged, and some protesters, adopting the bewater tactic, moved around key government buildings from MOT to Wan Chai. Discerned with the chief executive's speech at the flag-raising ceremony, which again over no reply to the public's demands, more than half a million people peacefully marching from the Causeway Bay to Amruti on the first day of July. And thousands of protesters made attempts to besiege the exhibition centre and storm the electrical complex. In that late evening, the protests finally descended into violence, and the protesters forced their way into the Legislative Council building. The legislatures were vandalised and turned into a stage of chaos. Watching the live broadcast that night, I was shocked and my heart was flattened. Hong Kong people used to express their wills rationally through non-violent social movement. While comprehending the emotion and attachment of the protesters, confrontation and use of violence should never be the solution to resolve unrest and impasse. Sadly, it was also noted that just recently, two more young people end up their precious life in making another appeal to the government. I believe that Every attempt has to be made to address the existing social tensions through trust, mutual respects and rational discourse. To move the city forward, I will appeal to the government to have the courage to adopt an open and youth-friendly attitude, starting off a direct dialogue with Hong Kong people, especially the youngsters and students. It would be difficult, but this is what a sensible and responsible government has to be done. Caring about the future of Hong Kong, the government should take the lead to have genuine communication, consultation and negotiation with all sectors on issue of concerns so as to restore social order and put a stop to the chaos. If that can be done, I do envisage that Hong Kong still have a bright future. My dearly to one, wishing you all the very best and a good health. Uncle Joe.